0: all right episode one technically we have our first guest mr sir matt philly my childhood best friend how's it going matt
1: oh it's going absolutely wonderful i'm very honored to be the first guest on your show
0: i appreciate it there will be many more guests after you but you will be the first and that's going to go down in history (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, you just kind of ruined the whole significant of like significance of me being the first guest by saying there will be many more. But yeah, I'll take it for now. Thanks.
0: Um, sounds good. We're gonna hop right into this. Obviously, for those uh, just tuning into our first episode here, uh, my name is Dominic Barbado, and we'll have weekly guests on here. Where we'll ask them twenty questions basically like that 20 question game that we used to play you ever play that game in middle school or in high school maybe i think it was more middle school you would ask 20 questions to get to know someone over text message
1: Mm-hmm. i, I mean i never purposely like texted anyone because you know i only had one friend but was that me yeah yeah sadly
0: well, that's awesome all right good to know appreciate that um, well, technically, you're my only friend at this current moment on this podcast. People are going to be like, who is this guy, Dom? Who's this guy, Matt? And they're going to mm-hmm. know, you know, childhood True. best friends. Um, a good intro to that, though. Obviously, the 20 questions thing, maybe people will relate to that besides you, um, is I'm wearing your clothing brand. So shameless plug. We technically have our first sponsor. It was no payment, but our first sponsor is Vista. <laughs> Boulevard.com. It's an awesome Disney inspired apparel company. So thank you very much for the shirt because I don't know if you knew this, but I used to do magic tricks. I'm, I'm sure you yeah. knew that.
1: Yeah. yeah. You would so come into is... uh, fifth grade uh, during lunch and just you know, come into my class doing tricks and everyone was like, oh, here's that kid again.
0: You were in Abe's uh, fifth grade class? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I, I remember coming into that class. I did the uh, levitating card trick. I remember that. Yeah. Highlight. How long ago was that? How old are we in fifth grade? I don't know. It was at least 10 plus years ago. Uh, Yeah. Pretty crazy. Good times. Very crazy. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, now, you know, 24 years young here. And uh, I appreciate the shirts, though. Seriously, in all seriousness, I do appreciate that very much. All right. (laughs) So hopping right into it, I want to get right down to the nitty gritty of these questions. And, you know, we can pivot around if you think, you know, these questions aren't good for you. We'll see where we end up. But basically, I like to start off since I am a vending business owner of however long, seven plus years. I think it's a great pivot into a podcast that's not solely centered around vending. But I need to ask you a serious question.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Pepsi or Coke?
1: Yeah. See, this is a... uh... Pepsi. Uh,
0: wow, that's no, awesome. Uh, everyone loves Pepsi. On yeah, to the no. Next question.
1: The, the answer is As definitely business Coke. Owner. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely something that we talk about often, and I just want to let everyone know Coke is the answer. If you like Pepsi, there's something wrong with you, and you need to get yourself checked out immediately. So there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I genuinely love Pepsi. That that taste of that first sip of a Pepsi can unbelievable. Yeah, my you can't point exactly.
1: It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, diving into the actual stuff here, which I think will be a little exciting because honestly, which actually this podcast is actually very cool. Now that I'm thinking about it, even with these questions in front of me, I'm pretty sure my, if not my first business, my second business was with you. I don't mm-hmm. remember before, uh, you know, when we did the apps and EI pride. If I ever did a business, I don't think I did, which is yeah. very cool to think That we started basically our first companies together, you know, (laughs) breaking a tear over here. This is emotional. I didn't (laughs) think about this. Um, But talking about that, actually, I want to pivot a little around that and then we're going to hop into the questions. But EI Pride was one. The other was two apps in the App Store, which you designed. Mm -hmm. One was Christmas Chaos. Uh, The Other was Cut the Cornucopia. Was that it? We only did two, right?
1: What about uh, Water Bucket? Remember that one? the you have a bucket and you're catching the leaking uh drops from the ceiling
0: that was our first don't which is crazy to think you're gonna have to jog my memory after this that sounds it sounds somewhat familiar but i can't picture the app
1: yeah that was definitely our first like one ever i remember game salad opened it up and i was like yeah i could definitely make water fall into a bucket and that kind of became the the frame of more games because it's like a simple concept yeah
0: Yeah, super cool. It was cool that you you know you use Game Salad, which is a no coding platform. I'm sure they're still around. Oh, for sure. Um, It was cool. I mean, I don't think we made much money with any of them, but that necessarily wasn't the point. It was just get apps on the app store. You know, try to use it to uh, I don't know gain popularity in school. Maybe I don't know what we were doing it for. We just
1: thought it was a cool idea. Apps were on the rise. It was like such a new concept to a lot of people in school, and so to be able to say hey, download our app. It's like, yeah, that's right, ladies. We have an app. <laughs> and that was really the only reason yeah. I did it. It didn't pay off. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it might have paid off, but let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> we had the three after school and then we had EI Pride, which I remember that, which I think is kind of a cool motivating story maybe if there are kids out there. But mm-hmm. we went to the movies together. We, we loved going to the movies. We were really good friends. Yeah. We went to the movies together. We saw The Social Network with Mark Zuckerberg. And it was one of the most motivating times where I was just like, wow, we came out of that movie theater and we were just like, we need to start a social network. Luck, or I mean, stupidly, did we ever think that you don't just copy someone else's idea, try to make it into your school and, you know, make a bajillion dollars like we thought Mm -hmm. we were going to make. But EI Pride was something very cool because whether it was a failure or not, whatever you can coin the term failure, we had... I'm pretty sure at least a thousand people from our school, from all ages on there. We had super cool interaction and stuff like that. And I think, you know, it just died out because we just didn't keep up with it. We didn't know what to do with it. It was just a place where people came together and then we kind of didn't see the money. So we just moved mm-hmm. on to the next thing.
1: Well, you know, the the funny thing is uh, getting people to join Because really the concept was was actually pretty cool. Even with Facebook existing, it was more of a, you know, specific to people in our like actual classes. And so I remember sharing on Facebook, um, to everyone in our grade at the time. And one person, one female, uh, responded like, this is the stupidest thing ever. You shouldn't join. And she's like in a group chat, basically throwing shade at us more so me. And I was going right back at her. I was like, listen, this is how we're doing it. And then, no, it didn't like literally days later. I was like, all right, I'm hanging up the coat. This is it. We're done. And that was uh, it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is very funny that you say that because then I I guess it started to die down, whether it was, that was the exact reason or not. And then I think we kind of like a month later tried to make it into a cooler thing, which the second part of it, I wish took off more so because I remember we were trying to do like a, um, it's like, it was like a check. We were going to do a check for our school, whether legal or not, we were going to create a database of people who took tests from other classes and basically posted up on EI Pride. It was going to be that, clothing, and two other things. I remember you designed the website and it was four quadrants. I don't remember the other three. Oh, wow, yeah.
1: Two. That just brought me back. I, I know exactly what you mean with the, the four quadrants and stuff, but
0: wow. Do you know the four quadrants? Because I don't remember the other two.
1: No, see, I didn't even remember the Cheg like idea. I, I do remember, obviously, apparel was one thing with the bracelets and T-shirts and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, we were very uh, – I, I think that movie – we took a little too literally because you know they obviously <laughs> hype up the film to to make it more exciting and uh you know i saw the one the bathroom uh scene with brenda song you remember that And i was like
0: yeah, yeah oh
1: God. i'm making a social <laughs> network and uh no but honestly like we were doing everything i mean we wanted ei pride to be something and you know i i would say we learned a lot like you said it was early on like one of our first businesses and you know I, I still think about it every so often you know
0: it, it is interesting i haven't necessarily really thought about it but it's interesting how you came on here we kind of had a rough idea what we were going to talk about and then i kind of was like holy crap That was where definitely i think my first businesses so it's kind of awesome to really think about and uh yeah it's exciting i mean i i definitely think i learned from it but i don't know if I took away all the lessons I should have. And I think at the age we were, whether it was 13 or 14, possibly 15 years old, um, I don't know if we developed the metacognition, which is essentially the ability to be able to know that you can think. I don't know if you know that, but that's a thing that essentially kids 13, 14, 15, what puberty essentially does. It also uh, develops your consciousness in your brain, which Mm -hmm. you know that you can think before that. That's why kids are impulsive and do random things because they don't know that they can control their thoughts. Medical mission, if you're interested in that, but very cool, cool little intro to that, super exciting. Hopefully, we can become business partners again in the future. Um, I want to hop right into these questions. Um, I'm gonna skip around here. Let's see. All right, now let's just start from the top as a (laughs) business owner. You recently started your business, and I know, obviously, you do other things as well because business owner can classify a lot of things in your case. I know you do YouTube and you have sponsors. I would consider you a business owner in terms of that, the way you run your YouTube. It's kind of like a business. Um, What are your top priorities? What is one top priority that you have as a business owner?
1: Oh, man. Well, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, YouTube for a long time was a a very serious business. I was doing very well Um, and it it was kind of a problem because I wouldn't see other opportunities and I was kind of wasting my time. And so um, now that I don't really do YouTube that often, my priorities have definitely shifted. Uh, You know, I just got my bachelor's degree. So for a while there, it was like, okay, I have a full-time job, uh, I'm going to college. That's like top two things I'm always worried about every day checking things off the list. But now that I have Vista Boulevard, um, my main thing is really just kind of learning audiences because whether it's for Vista Boulevard or any other future project, um, I realized maybe I don't know as much as I thought when it comes to capturing someone and and getting them to convert and stuff like that. So right now my main thing is definitely learning people and it's not as easy as it seems. (laughs)
0: No, but honestly, that that's a really cool point because I think learning people and audiences biggest things with any online business, because if you know people, you can you know how to sell them in a sense. If you know your audience so well, when they land on your website, you know what to tell them so that they buy your product. That's a big thing to learn. And I think... I think that's one of the largest thing any person who starts a business needs to understand. And I've started probably 25 plus businesses at this point. And the only reason a business fails is because you can't capture an audience to buy your product. The sales is the blood of any company. If you don't have sales, your blood, your, your company's dead. That's essentially what it is. Cool priority. I like this already. I like these questions already. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your for your input. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. I mean, this is a a really cool question because I mean, I don't know if you want to go necessarily into the back end of, uh, Vista Boulevard, but is your business scalable?
1: Yeah. I mean, what's great is I don't think it's really a shock to anyone, but print on demand is, uh, very real and a lot of companies use it, whether you know or not. Um, and for me, I do use a print on demand fulfillment center and so basically i right now i could get hit with a thousand orders and i don't care i'm gonna to go to sleep tonight cuddling my little teddy bear and everything's gonna be great and that's the the real reason i use print on demand you know because for instance i, I just i know dominic and i we talk a lot about um doing our own fulfillment if we want to print and so on and so forth i watch a lot of videos on that and i'm hearing these people like even your buddy reyes he's talking when with his print on demand his dtg he was making like 10 bucks a shirt 9 10 bucks a shirt and pouring in all that time to print shit message so on and so forth and so i'm making more than that with what i'm doing right now per shirt and all i have to do like i said is learn people and once i learn that it kind of gets a little bit easier requires less time and i could apply that to other things so um i definitely I know for a fact it's scalable um you know maybe once a month i look into new designs and uh, maybe new partners and stuff but for now it's it's the hard time but uh coming up it's gonna be super easy i'll be out on a golf course you know having a great time while i'm making money you know hearing the cha-ching in my pocket which you know dominic and i talk about all the time so
0: i mean it is it is the cha-ching from shopify from any of these platforms if you haven't yet got to experience it you're missing out on a huge part of life Mm -hmm. but really good point you brought up print on demand if anyone doesn't know what print on demand is you can do a quick google search on that but it's essentially just having a fulfillment center print your shirts whatever the designs are and ship them directly to your customer you brought up a great point i didn't watch reyes's um new video but it did say that he was quitting his printing business if you don't know reyes you can look him up as well but it's an interesting point and it's very cool because your business is very scalable so that is a cool question to ask you because essentially like you said if you have your audience your business can scale to whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. um is your view i mean this is an interesting question i don't know where i come up with these the best things part is
1: you you wrote all these and every time you read them you're like wow great question who wrote this oh man I'm, this guy who wrote these must be a
0: cool guy is your view of your marketplace grounded in reality
1: all right so we just went from like simple question to like let's really rip open get deep
0: i mean it did uh, deeper. i feel like a lot of these started to get a little deeper so
1: okay well well, here, how about this let's first hear your perspective and i can respond because i think first off this is your you know first episode so people don't really know too much about your perspective so let let's get you in here a little because i'm actually very interested in how you approach this question
0: Sure. So my view, are you saying on my business or on your business?
1: No, for you, you as a person, your business.
0: Okay. So the question is, is your view of the marketplace grounded in reality? And truthfully, it really isn't. And when I was looking at different questions that I could bring into this podcast and things that essentially bring in the mind and business and, you know, the way people live their lives is kind of figuring out. When someone looks at a business, which I've done this probably up until this year, maybe last year, I would want to start a business and make a million dollars. Mm-hmm. I would want to start a business and make as much money as possible. And I think that's not grounded in the actual reality or the concept of what a business is, similar to the drop shipping trend or these other trends where people are just trying to make a massive amount of money. When you start a business and want to make a massive amount of money, your mindset of what's going on in your business, and the marketplace, or whatever you're selling to your audience isn't grounded in the actual reality of what you're trying to do. If you don't provide value to the consumer, there's, there's no business there because people aren't gonna buy a product where they don't see value in it. And I think so many people wanna pop up a T-shirt, some random design they find on Google, and they expect millions of dollars to flow in. That's not how it works. So that's essentially my broad view on it. In terms of my business, it's becoming more and more grounded because I'm starting to realize that obviously this is a long chug. People don't just make a million, two million dollars overnight. It's a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. And it slowly grows each and every year. You can't just jump a hundred to a million dollars. And that was something that I kind of am learning now, um, which grounds me a little more.
1: See, I like that answer. And it's nice hearing your perspective on it, too. Um, for me, it's interesting because and I'm sure you remember, like you were saying, when we did apps, how many people were like, "I oh, have a great idea for an app," and you're like, "Okay, cute, you know, go figure it out," because, you know, it's not as simple as they think, and, and that's the same for now with print-on-demand. I already had someone message me, and they're like, hi, how are you doing this?" and I'm like. I mean, you can look it up. I'm not, do you just email a company? Like, so what's the formula? Cause like trying to make my own and, you know, so, um, yeah, I think people definitely assume a lot of people say, that's a great idea. Go make a million dollars or go do this or go do that. And they don't really understand the whole process. And, uh, it takes time to say the least.
0: (laughs) It does absolutely take time. So it looks like there that question I answered for you. So Mm. we'll give me a point. For that
1: oh there's points okay so that's had i known that yeah, yeah i definitely would not have
0: graded by mm-hmm. the end of this you'll actually have a grade
1: so. okay so that's just sounds, kidding
0: but yeah. oh, okay. i think that question honestly i appreciate you asking me that because when i wrote it it was kind of interesting and i think i think that's a great question you know and i i said that before i asked it but let's move on to the next question all right before this becomes into the matt podcast here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you do you learn from your mistakes? And we did talk about this a little bit earlier. I think it's a cool thing. I think for a lot of my life, I probably didn't. So there's my input. But do you learn from your mistakes?
1: I mean, I think everyone learns from their mistakes. Now, do they apply it to the like you know the correct variation? Like, okay, so you know this was a mistake. Are you going to make that mistake again? Yeah, probably. But did you learn from the first time? Yeah. Now you know for a fact what you're about to do is wrong but you're going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? So for me, um, yeah, I definitely made a lot of mistakes and continue to make those mistakes and probably certain things will never stop making the mistakes, but um, you know, you have to make the mistakes. So I I welcome any opportunity to make a mistake as long as it's not, you know, something that completely ruins my life. Um, Because you you need to be able to grow. And when you have a mistake, you're usually able, normally someone tells you, yo, you really, you just did this. And now it gives you a different perspective on a situation and, you know, in a way that you would have never looked at it in the first place. So I think, uh, yeah, I I would like to say I learned from my mistakes, but I still make so many of them that um, I probably don't.
0: honestly that was probably the most honest answer but i feel like a lot of people will will get in that that little loop that you just got in where it's like i think i learned from my mistakes but Mm. i make those same mistakes over so did i learn from my mistakes i guess i did but i might do it again in the future so yeah interesting very interesting point so we're gonna go with yes you learn from your mistakes that's a good good job
1: okay great i got a point
0: This, this one, I actually... Because I knew you were going to be my uh, first guest on here. I'm curious to know what yours is. What is the happiest moment of your life?
1: See, that's deep. Almost to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I even have an answer. Um,
0: yeah, and I feel you. I, I don't know if I necessarily do. I, I kind of have some thoughts, but like having mm-hmm. one moment that sticks out is, is a hard, hard thought.
1: I think there are definitely... Um, moments that I'll always remember that were like key highlights, but I don't know if they were necessarily the best ever. Um, I would say there are time periods that were highlights, but again, I don't know if they're not like one specific moment where I'm like, yes, this is it. Um, so I think really, I just, a quick flashback at my life. You know, it was really great to, at the age of 14, to get accepted into the YouTube partner program did that really amount to anything? No. Um, it was for a different channel and everything, but it was a big deal because I actually just today was kind of going through, going down memory lane uh, on my old YouTube. And like, you know, I'm seeing videos from 13 years ago where I'm showing people how to use print, print screen on their Windows computer, which is literally just a button on your keyboard. And like that got me to where I am today because I mean, I literally for a living now make videos that are tutorials. And, and it's like, Moments like that, I look back and I'm like, man, I'm so happy young Matt was a fat loser who didn't have really any friends because that time on the computer, I mean, like you even say when I edit a video or something, you're like, man, I wish I could do that. I'm like, yeah, well, I also wish I had a life when I was younger, but instead I was becoming, you know, like, uh, as you know, a teacher would say like, you're a computer genius, Matt, but really I was just bored. And so, yeah, I would look back and say, um, just young Matt really pushing himself would be the, the highlights of my early years. You know,
0: I, I think it's very cool. And you did send me, um, one of the videos, I believe it was, you started at age 13 or 14 with the online YouTube stuff.
1: Yeah. I was like 12, like, well, realistically.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you've been doing it for 50% of your life, which <laughs> is like really cool to kind of mm-hmm. look back and think about. And, and, It is cool to think that you know when you were that young, you wanted to do YouTube. And a pivot from that was you pushing me when I was 15, 16, 17 to start a YouTube. And here I am, I didn't start one until I was 22 years old. And I told you every step of the way, I was like, crap, I should have started it way sooner. But again, life progresses in a way where you can't control when you start something or when you don't, you know?
1: Yeah, and you were busy with, you know, you accomplished a lot in that time. It's not like you were, just being out and about partying and whatnot I mean you have a lot under your belt already so um. yeah for
0: sure but all the traveling stuff I wish it would be cool if at your age I, I learned the videography and stuff like that because oh, for sure for all the traveling and things that I did it would just make for a hell of a video at this point point. and I've tried to mash up the little clips that I have but when you try to make a video with clips that weren't filmed with the purpose of Mm -hmm. making a film out of them it does not work it becomes just a haphazard collection of videos so
1: yeah i know that i know that feeling
0: (laughs) yes sir so very cool answer very interesting um this next question i i don't like as much but because we got personal but now we're switching back to business here but Mm -hmm. what what do you think can derail your business plans the most one thing or one thought,
1: whatever you want. well, I mean that for Vista Boulevard, it's pretty straightforward. One, the fulfillment center blows up or something happens and they're no longer in business. Um, and I have to completely start from scratch. Or two, Disney's like, Yo, what are you doing there, bud? And then you know, all of a sudden I'm in prison for the next 25 <laughs> years. So um, yeah, I mean, those I'll are just a few Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were. I'll bail you th- out. No, oh, it. okay. I didn't hear. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great. I don't know if you'll be able to afford it considering I'll be dealing with Disney. It's but Disney. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I would say that's pretty much it.
0: That's definitely a big thing. And I don't think people even think about that. And I, I bring up the drop shipping thing a lot and I'm going to bring it up here. But people think, like, oh, all right, I can make five, 10, 20 grand a day drop shipping a product. Guess what? When you're drop shipping a product that costs you know, $20 and you're making 20 grand, let's say that's a thousand products a day. The supplier in China cannot supply you with a thousand products a day. You're going to run into a a distribution issue. And when I was getting my MBA, one of the guys, he worked for PepsiCo or he did some consulting with Pepsi. And he said their biggest issue was distribution. That was his biggest problem in business because getting your product from where it is to the consumer, however you do it, is one of the hardest things for whatever reason. And in your case, it's because you're relying on someone else to develop your product. So yeah, definitely makes sense. All right. Let's get a little personal back back to the personal. I got to organize this a little better, I'll be honest. But what's really holding you back from your top line goals Whew, or high line goals? I mean, one thing, I guess.
1: Um, You know, I, the thing is, for one, I guess what's really holding me back is I don't know exactly what it is I'm working towards. I I don't know. I don't, my full-time job now, I love it. It's great. But is this something I'm going to do when I'm fifty? No. So I think the main thing is figuring out my purpose, where I'd like to be even just five years from now. Um, It's usually scary to look. Into the future, I know growing up, I was always like, oh, but you know, I'm 24 now. So by the age of 24, I'll be engaged or married. And soon enough, I'll have little Matt one and two rolling around. And, um, you know, looking at it now, I really would have to make a lot of mistakes for that to to happen within the next year or so. Um, So instead, yeah, I think it's just, I want to be able to look five years ahead and have a realistic goal. Because right now, I I would say I'm just kind of doing things to do them. And so I need to definitely kind of get serious, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, we talk every day and that's not, you know, BS to the podcast. Obviously, you're on here as the first guest, but we do talk every day and we have these type of conversations about life and things as such. But it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about, you know, these things concretely because, I I struggle with the same things in such a way because, you know me, I'm always trying to do the next project or Mm -hmm. do the next big thing or try to come up with something that's going to be really, really cool down the road. And I think that's a big thing is creating something that's sustainable over a 5, 10, 20, 30 year period is what we're aiming for. Obviously, we both want to have some type of successful business where it's sustainable for our lives and, you know, we'll supply our children and their children's children if we're lucky. so. It's a very interesting point that you bring up. And obviously, you know, what's holding us back is finding out obviously the one thing that can bring us to the next thing. But I think everyone says find your passion or your purpose and things like that. But I don't think when Mark Zuckerberg founded Facebook, obviously he is a genius and he's probably an alien. But he uh, he didn't just know Facebook was going to be this big thing with, you know, people logging into every single website on the web with Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that when he started it. So I think a big thing with passion is it kind of comes with it. And I just really see... I see you being very successful with the Disney project because you're very, very passionate about Disney, so...
1: Yeah, see, that's... And I appreciate that. I, I just think it's interesting, like you said, with Mark Zuckerberg, you know, I doubt even when it started to take off, he was like, yeah, Facebook, this is what I want my the rest of my life to be. You know, no one... There are certain companies and, you know, think about people that clean out um, porta potties Are they like, yep, another day, let's go get her. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not the, yeah, the, the result from it is great and sustainable and, you know, makes you feel good. But um, I really think for us, it's just something we're going to be living life. And then all of a sudden we're going to stumble upon something and that'll kind of dictate our future. But then again, who knows? We might hop from one thing to the next. that's why it's so hard to say five years from now, I'm going to do this. But you can kind of set the groundwork without really putting up the house. You know, you can get the foundation set, but you don't need to choose what kind of windows you're using, you know?
0: I... I like it. I'd I, I like this conversation. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm thinking this isn't even the podcast because I'm kind of even learning things about you. I didn't know, but it's, it's very true. And I think that's a good point to make is as long as you have the foundation, you're good. Just like you just graduated, you got your degree, you have that at least as a backbone for something else. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, and everyone does say it, is your 20s or your time to make your mistakes and, you know, go all out on everything. And I think that's what I'm doing is going all out on everything I'm passionate about, whether it be clothing or vending or honor boxes or xyz and then eventually when i turn 30 obviously at the rate i'm growing i'm doing pretty well by the time i turn 30 something i can sell or something i can Get rid of and at least i'll know a little more what i'm happy about but yeah the five ten year thing is hard I've, I've written it down on paper and i actually was looking back recently i used to write every year like on a piece of paper here's what i'm gonna do over the next couple of years here's what i'm gonna do over the next couple of years i've hit some of the goals but i haven't hit others. so definitely i think focus really plays into such a good part that like if you can focus on one concrete thing and one ha- have one definite purpose for a year You'll be a lot more successful, but again, it's such a hard thing right now because the world is changing so much, and honestly, we our thoughts change so much. So how do you stick with one thing? You have to be agile, you know.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, just this year alone has completely derailed a lot of people's purpose Unbelievable. and plan. And yeah, it's 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 a weird weird time we live in for sure.
0: Definitely a weird time, but I th- I think. You can't pay attention to all of it completely. And I think things will get better. It's just a matter of staying in your lane. You know, you you were able to start your business. Think about that. You started your business and not the middle, but, you know, toward... We're still in the middle. Let's be completely honest. You started it in the middle of a pandemic. You're finding some success. So... You know, the coronavirus worked as a way for for whatever it is to control the human mind to say, OK, you can't do anything, sit in your house and do nothing or, you know, work from your computer, work from your laptop and just be a lazy, whatever the reason is for that. But it, it definitely derailed me for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think it's but also I'd- interesting uh, that with my fulfillment center, you know, they're saying right now, hey, it's going to take 20 plus business days to get your shirt. And that's just how it is because we're backed up and we're trying to expand during COVID. And for anyone that was in my position, they would probably be like, okay, either one, I'm not gonna use this company or two, the hell am I doing starting a company right now? And it's just like, I looked at that as, hey, it's not a big deal. Once they get back, like things will be good. And I checked their products and everything was great. So why am I gonna let COVID define what I do with my time? which
0: yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I had to realize that it did take me a couple weeks. I did sit on my hands for a few weeks, like crap, like my vending business is a location driven business. If people aren't outside, I don't make money. I lost 80% of my income overnight. It was a crazy time for me. Slight depression. It wasn't really a real depression classified, but I was like, crap, like what am I going to do? And I started other businesses and I focused on other things. And then my income has now come back pretty much a hundred percent. So, and then plus some obviously, but, uh, yeah. Good point. Nice? <laughs> keep growing, keep, yeah. keep growing, keep doing your thing. And, uh, let's go on to the next question here after that long, brief, um, pivot, what changes can you, what changes can you make that would change everything for you for the better?
1: And, you know, I'll be honest. I feel like everything is coming back to a question that I could easily just answer with my weight. You know, it sounds dumb, but like, being truthfully honest, I do believe that if I, you know, went on Weight Watchers with Oprah or something, I would really benefit greatly in every aspect of my life because, you know, just having the confidence boost and and being able to, to live life the way I want will definitely, you know, bleed into business, you know, any work related things. I'm like, it just has so many benefits. And it's so funny to think that, in front of me is an opportunity to get exactly what I want yet. I actively work against it, you know, every day, you know, like I, I'm going to have a Kit Kat, you know, who cares? And then Oprah's knocking on my door, like bro, weight watchers is available. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds so dumb because like, you know, everyone complains about their weight, but like legitimately, I, I I don't know if anyone else on the podcast will ever answer that, but that is definitely my answer.
0: I like your answer. I honestly, there actually a statistically backed information for what you're saying. 100%. I don't see it from a friend perspective, just from you answering it. I see it from a friend perspective. I don't see it because I, I see you as a very energetic person. I see you as, you know, doing things and being very confident. So I don't see that side of it, but I guess if you're answering that, you're, that yourself and you are my podcast guest, I will see it as such and hopefully oprah knocks on your door yeah but it is an interesting point to go back on and say uh three years ago time flies probably three years ago i started running every single day working out every single day pretty much i've mm-hmm. slowed down a little bit now pretty much i'm doing five days a week six days a week depending and it completely cascades into every part of your life and it actually it's not a statistic it's a psycho- psychological thing if you change one thing in your life one habit every day whether it be doing running every day having a smoothie every day having a cup of coffee every day if you change one of those habits it completely cascades or whatever the word is it folds down into every other area of your life so Mm -hmm. you know if you were to lose weight and do that one thing it would cascade like you're saying to business to your life to being more confident etc so yeah
1: yeah. and i believe it i mean the, the main thing for me is you know laziness too so I say I'm really lazy, but really that's the same thing as me saying I'm fat because the reason I am like that is because I'm lazy. And so if I stop being lazy, I mean, literally every aspect of my life will change. I used to work. That's why I referenced younger Matt, like young Matt. If he saw something or came up with an idea, it was like, I'll stay up until 3 a.m. I'm going to work hard at this every day until I get to where I want. And I always got what I wanted. But Now I'll literally be like, okay, um, I'm going to work on this. I get like maybe one task out of a whole project done and I'll go do something completely different. Take a break, watch YouTube, play video games and really just shoot myself in the foot. And so if I fix that one thing, all of a sudden, boom, life is kind of back to how it should be for me. And so, you know, maybe late 2020, I'll be making some changes. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I mean... We talked about that beginning of 2020, but obviously, we didn't know this corona thing was happening. And gyms I actually saw was at the top of the list for high level COVID activity, like it's just a swamp for coronavirus. So, yeah, not go to a gym, you know, as much as I shouldn't say that to you, avoid <laughs> gyms for as long as possible, well, potentially go for a walk or something. But yeah, yeah gyms so that's a are problem.
1: not move right now. I can't even use the excuse like I'm still fired because of COVID. It's like People are like, no, man, you could work out at, at home. You could go for a walk around. the. Pl-. I mean, there are so many things. And yeah, it's just one of those where if you really want something, you can get it. You can make it happen. You can't blame other people. The only person you can blame is yourself. And uh, hey, uh, at least I can be aware of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, fir- the first step is uh, is re- recognizing. So you're there. You got two more steps to go, I think. I don't, I don't yeah, know how see, it works. Now I'm
1: going to take a break for a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But eh, you'll uh you'll do it when you want to. The the let's quote I love my quotes, you know this. Um Mm. the cost of changing has to be greater than the cost of staying exactly where you are now. Yeah.
1: See so the most I've done is download one of those inspirational speech with crazy orchestra music behind it and put it onto my phone. And I was like, wow, you know, it's really getting me in the mood. And then, you know, the alarm goes off the next morning and I'm like, "Nah, I'm good. So that's where I'm at.
0: I feel you 100%. Well, change your habits. I might have to add some habit changing things into this podcast. I think a lot of people struggle with habits. It's one of those things I struggle with, too, but I'm getting better at it. All right, moving on to the next question here. How do you advertise your business? Don't give away your your golden egg, obviously, but you know, if you wanna give away one, one piece of advertising that that you're using for your business.
1: Sure, well, first off, I probably wouldn't take advice from me as far as uh, the clothing company just yet. I mean, I I have, I will say you, you gotta get in the community for what it is you're, you're advertising for, you know? So that's something we talked about for a bit. Um, But for me, I I found quite a bit of success in Reddit and not, I'm not talking Reddit ads or anything like that, but really just posting on Reddit, meeting all of that subreddit's rules. So, you know, no links, no tagging, none of that. And just um, getting customers aware of your products indirectly. So like, for instance, I'm showing a picture that's actually one of my designs But I'm not saying this is available on t-shirts, mugs, prints, and you know, all sorts of other things. I'm just saying, Hey, look at this. And then people, you know, by their own doing say, wow, this would look really great on a product. And then I message them. I'm like, you're damn right. It would. And that's why I did it. And here's the link. And they're like, Oh my God. And then, you know, I would say a good portion of them actually check out. I've had people buy my entire collection of prints all because I posted a picture to Reddit. Whereas I was spending tons of money on Facebook, Instagram ads, and those people weren't doing anything. So, um, you got to get in the community. You need to really put the time into it. You can't just automate everything. Um, at least that's what I've learned so far.
0: No, it's, it's a good point. It's super true. And even from my perspective, any success I've really had has been a lot of organic reach and. For both of us, we're, we're still learning the audience side of things like we've said in the beginning. So it's interesting to say because I'm sure there's a Facebook guru, you know, because obviously millions of people listen to my podcast. There's mm-hmm. a Facebook guru listening that he knows how to do advertisements. And he's probably laughing at us because he probably can submit an ad and get you, you know, a thousand
1: which is great. The fact that you have so many people listening, and someone is that skilled and is going to, you know, offer free help to me, really seriously, give me a call, email me, do something because I am in need. Um, but yeah, no, I, there are so many ways, and, and just because one way works for one person doesn't mean your way isn't great. Um, so keep that in mind.
0: No, yeah, absolutely true. So I, I think it's cool. It's genuine advertisement. That's essentially what you did. Yeah. You created a really awesome, unique product. You did a genuine advertisement I wouldn't even call it an ad and people are like holy crap this is really cool so what made you choose your type of business that you're in right now i guess you know one or two things that made you choose print on demand t-shirts
1: um well i've always wanted to do it i always thought i had good ideas for products um being a long time disney fan i wouldn't say their merch and apparel and all that's really that great maybe i'll see something once every few trips where i'm like wow that's really cool but for the most part it's catered towards a different audience younger female um so to be able to make something that's a little nondescript it's low-key disney but still kind of like something you're okay with representing every day um that was important to me and so that's basically what i did and trust me i would love to be printing stuff for real in my own office or something but yeah I just i ain't got time for that to be honest
0: <laughs> no yeah i think i think the the way you're doing it is is a really cool, unique approach that will kind of, kind of represents the future in a sense. And I mean, we kind of are living in obviously the future, but I think over the next 10 years, and I, for some, I, yes, I have this question coming. So I'm going to leave that, but let's go on to the next question. Okay. I'm going to leave that thought mid-sentence. <laughs> to become, <laughs> to become the person you want to become, do you have to give up the person that you are right now?
1: Um, you know. No, I don't think so because there are so many things about who I am right this single moment that are crucial to my success. And so it's really just kind of like, think about it like clothes, right? You're wearing a pair of socks. Take those off because they smell, right? Put on a fresh pair. Bada bing, bada boom. You're, You're just as good as new. No reason to throw all your clothes off. You know, if you, if you step in water with socks on, are you taking off your pants i I, I hope not i mean it'd be kind of weird so um yeah i mean that's the way i look at it you know
0: i love your point i i think i have a disagreeing perspective until you said it the way you said it i I would think that each level of your life requires a new you that might be a quote i don't know but i think that's a different perspective but i think that's super true you don't have to lose who you are to Mm -hmm. uh to become the better person you don't change
1: yourself completely you know
0: No, definitely not. I like your point. I'm going to change my socks. Good. (laughs) (laughs) What motivates you to work on your business?
1: Oh man, probably the endless amount of McDonald's that can be consumed. Uh, No, I mean, you know, it, it sounds so dumb, but there are things that I want to be able to do, whether it's buy myself a nice car you know i I do have a nice truck i will say i'm very grateful but yeah thank you um but it'd be nice to like go into a big garage and be like you know what i'm taking the mclaren today and it's not a big deal it's just another car in my garage um you know i want to be able to buy cool stuff for family members you know buy my brother uh, one of my brothers a house for you know when they get married or something just because i got that kind of cash but um I think really at the end of the day, I am the kind of person that when I edit a video, and I'm talking back when I really put time and effort into my videos, um I watch it back not once, not twice, but like I'll watch my my own video like a hundred times. Whether it's a week after, just hours after, I I love not because I'm like, damn, look at that guy, he's hot as hell, or something like that. I'm literally just like wow, I'm proud of myself. Like that, that's a great video. I did a good job. And that feeling of like, yeah, I, I did that is powerful. And so for me having success, you know, like the one day where I had really good sales on Vista Boulevard, right out of the gate, I look back, I'm like, damn, I did it and I could do it again. And so that's kind of, I like to feed off that, you know?
0: I like that. I like that perspective because I think I'm very similar with both. Whether it's good to have that perspective or not, I'm not sure, but I I like that you're not you're not very self. I mean, you started off possibly self-centered with the McLaren. I mean, who gets a McLaren? Like, let's be real. Get a Lambo for 100 grand
1: less. Well, (laughs) yeah, maybe the kind of
0: Lambo you'd get. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, true, true. I'm just starting at the base level with like a Gallardo and whatnot. But all right. Yeah, don't buy these. That's a a good point. I like that you're motivated by the vision. I I had even texted you about something similar to this earlier. And I think the vision can motivate us so much. And for people listening and stuff like that, the dream can motivate us. But I think, and I have, and that's why I think we're not the millionaires that we thought we would be when we're 24 years old, when we were saying when we were 15, 16, is because Mm -hmm. you lose yourself in the sky, in the dream, and in not grounding yourself in what actually has to be done right now to get you to that, you know, McLaren, which is at least a couple years out. You know, realistically it's a couple years out. If you hit the jackpot, it's a couple months out. But realistically grounding yourself in what needs to be done within our businesses will bring us to that McLaren, to that house for our family. And I think that's just one of the biggest things is grounding yourself and applying yourself to something, some definite purpose and Eventually, you should get that outcome. That's just kind of how it works. Law of cause and effect. If you do something, there's an effect to it, whether good or 100%. bad. What makes you take on and accomplish uncomfortable tasks? And I, I'm i sorry for taking up so much of your time, but we have a couple more questions here.
1: <laughs> it's all good. I'm, you know I'm very busy, but for you, I got all the time in the world. Um, yeah, I hear your phone ringing like crazy in the back of yeah. God, God damn it Brenda, I told you get out of the office. No, I don't I don't know. See, I'm not funny. Um yeah, I mean anything for me being really socially awkward and shy, like how I talk right now, I don't do in front of people. Dominic knows there are many times we've been together where I'm I'm awkward, you know. I think I'm more awkward than I probably am, but um a lot, a lot of things for me are uncomfortable and I'm not like Dom. You know, I filmed a video for Dom where he literally goes into random businesses and does a cold pitch right there and he actually converts. I would go in there, you know, probably piss myself, run out, cry, never go there again, change my name, relocate, those sort of things. Um, And so I, I wish I was like that because I think it could help me big time with my business. But Every day, I feel like I do a little bit to kind of get me um, more comfortable with things that I usually avoid. And, you know, even just simple as like phone calls, man, I hate it. It's such a crucial part of a business. But if someone's like, yeah, I'll just I'll give you a call real quick. I'm like, no, no, my whole family died in a car. Uh, Just email works fine. Uh, So that's, you know, for me, just, you got to push yourself. And so I prefer not even setting like, Hey, call me at 12 PM. I'm like, call me. And when you call me, I'm going to answer. I don't need to know when you're going to call me. I just want to boom answer when the phone rings, you know? So, uh, yeah, you just got to throw yourself into the fire.
0: You do. I think easier said than done. Obviously I'm, I'm dishing the questions out and I think there might be a podcast where I just ask myself these questions or something. You should. Yeah. (laughs) It is interesting when you threw the one question at me, it kind of put me in a position where it's like, these these questions are actually really, really awesome. And uh, I like your answers, but that's a good point. That's a good point. And I'm sure you could do the the selling if you wanted to do with the vending machines. But the thing is, your business and what you're doing doesn't require that. And that's what makes you happy. So you don't need to do the things that I have to do to get my success. You know, your success can be built in your introverted ways.
1: Yeah. And you know, though, like my my media company... You always tell me man you could be doing really good with this and that but like again that's that's where i gotta pick up the phone i gotta go into locations i need that's to really awesome. yeah so
0: and i mean i can help you with that if you remind me i have a. Uh, I don't like to give this secret away so i'm sorry podcast listeners But i have Damn. a way that you look up all the businesses in north carolina and kind of oh yeah you. yeah i'm sure you've heard of it but mm-hmm. uh, moving on to the next question And this went back to where I didn't finish my sentence before. And I don't know what your answer will be to this, but I think it's a cool question. Where do you see the internet in 10 years? How do you see it advancing? What what do you see the internet as in 10 years?
1: Well, it's a great question. Uh, The thing is, where we're at right now, if I was to look 10 years back, would I have assumed the position we're in right now? Honestly, yeah, I I, kind of think so, because not a lot has changed. If you really think about it, 10 years ago, 2010, I mean, really, are we that different from then? Yeah, we have more apps, more websites, more abilities and things like that. But for the most part, we're we're really just kind of the same, you know? And and that's one thing I I really think about with um, the world in general. Think about how quick from 1900s, like, talking 1910 to 1950 wow a lot changed and now i look back the last 10 years is it really something you can compare to back then so i don't know if we're really going to have that many changes because people talk about flying cars and you look back many many years ago and they're like 2020 dude i mean we'll be flying around this that and the other but i would argue that we're probably going to be pretty similar to where we are especially when it's for the internet, and I could be completely wrong. And 10 years from now, I'll definitely watch this back and see what happens.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a question, it's an opinion. No, no one thing is a pure fact, everything is has a little opinion to it. But I think your perspective is true. I agree with you. 20 I agree with you to a point. 2010 was a little different. I don't know if we had Snapchat and all those type of things. So essentially it's just building on top. Um, and I've I think I read a book on that. It's The internet is just layers, Mm -hmm. which is a really interesting thought, and I don't know if I ever share with you, but the internet is just another dimension added into life, if you really think about that. It's just built on top, because you hold your phone on top of the actual physical dimension that we live in. Very interesting thought that I've read somewhere, but essentially can you build another layer inside our phones the only thing i could see is putting it inside your brain or having some type of ai which you know it there creates like elon says a symbiosis between your phone and yourself because obviously um there's a lag between us and our phones but i think it's it's interesting i think ai isn't 10 years out i think it's a little more than that but it's just more. I think the internet probably will just be more like you're saying 2030. Will we have this crazy advancement? we really don't know. But what I do know is that it'll just keep growing and probably grow quicker. That's all. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. How powerful do you believe your mindset, uh, has on the success of your business or even your life? You know?
1: Well, I think your mindset is everything. Um, bad mindset, nothing's going to happen in your life. You're going to fail after fail after fail. Um, Yeah, I think short answer for this one, but I really think your mindset is literally everything. I don't know if you would agree with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that really is pretty much the edge to that. Like, I (laughs) I feel like that's all we have is our perspective on life. So if you have a, I don't know if you're supposed to curse on a podcast, if you have a bad perspective, then obviously your life will be bad if yeah. you have a perspective of your life will be good. So Agreed. simple answer for me, what is the biggest struggle you face as a business owner? Oh man. Uh, I, I think, think this might be a hard one to get the, get the gears turning, but the next one, the next question is a great one.
1: Okay. Well, I would say again with this one, it's kind of a quick answer, but um, it, it's right now just the audience. Um, that's what I'm struggling with. And once I get that figured out, it's kind of just messing around. Like I get to do fun designs and talk to cool creators and stuff. But for now, it's like, how do I get to these people? Because if I don't start getting to them, I can't do this forever. So <laughs> that's kind of where sure. I stand and
0: very cool. Honestly, I, I had an interesting future outlook for your company, and I think it's, it's really cool. I, I love the idea so much next. Question question 18. Almost there. Tell me a joke. Tell me your best joke.
1: Oh, see when you when you quickly showed me the uh the actual list of questions, I was like, "Man, I really should probably think of a joke cuz he's probably actually going to ask this." And I didn't. So, um y- you know what? give you a shot, you know. Okay. Um well, yesterday I saw a guy uh, spill all of his Scrabble letters on the road and I went up to him I was like hey what's what's the word on the street so <laughs> that's uh, yeah
0: thank you okay um, uh-huh. I'm going to read your joke I'd say it's a 6 out of 10
1: okay yeah I mean that's fine
0: <laughs> alright on little little giggles here um back to the serious stuff here have you ever failed in business before we did discuss some of this if you want to discuss one simple failure
1: um i mean i guess yeah a lot a lot of failures um but more than anything i I guess it's really i would say my youtube channel i I, i'm doing really well in many many ways and my laziness took over and now it's kind of like Yeah, it's roadkill on a hot sunny day. It's stuck to the pavement, and I'm not really worried about picking it up. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you were doing well, and I don't, I don't, I didn't know you would chalk it up to laziness. I, I think there was a. I remember you did the videos with that other guy who kind of like copied what you did, and then you were just like, "All right, screw this." Yeah,
1: it was a shift in the, in the community. More than anything, I just never. I was harsh to people about their setups, and I, it rubbed certain people the wrong yeah, way. You
0: were unique. You were genuinely yourself. Yeah. It's not like you were saying terrible things. It was like people would literally send you pictures of their setup, and there would be like a Q-tip on the ground that was used. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, obviously, you're going to rip them a new new butt, you know?
1: Yeah, but some people were like, dude, it's life. Just let the Q-tip live. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> all right that was the best best ever
0: impression i heard you say what would you say that is like, uh like surf or, or west
1: coast i don't i don't know dude yeah i guess like a surfer or something i don't know all right
0: love it love it <laughs> um this is our last question that we're oh gonna close God. it up here I'm gonna cry. I appreciate <clears> time. and we're just hitting an hour which is cool i didn't expect that so i do apologize but what are your big dreams and what is your end goal Hard questions, but what's your big dream? What's your end goal? Maybe the same answer for both.
1: Big dream, and goal. Well, it's kind of, you know, we were talking about it before things that I would love to happen, but more than anything, I would love to see myself 10 years from now living on a big piece of property. Uh, no neighbors around me, nice big house, nice big barn, big garage, uh, awesome cars, you know, hot wife, couple kids. Well, okay, not a couple of kids 10 years from now, maybe one kid. Uh, And just, I don't know, I want to be settled a little bit more, kind of have that part of my life figured out. And I guess in addition to that, that would kind of mean that my business would be doing pretty well, whatever it is. Um, I just kind of want to have things figured out at least, you know, 10 years from now, I would definitely want to be like, okay, I'm Matt Philly and I do this or I am this. And yeah, I think uh, that's kind of where I would go with that answer.
0: I like it. You're a family man. Yeah. And uh, I wish you Godspeed on your journey. And uh, I appreciate you coming on this podcast, obviously. Really awesome stuff. I I learned things about you that I didn't know. And it it puts things in perspective. I appreciate you being my first guest. I really do. I appreciate your time very much. And uh, do you have anything you would like to add or potentially something you would like to ask me? And then we can close this up wrap this up and get the show
1: on the road yeah i think uh i do have a question for you when is the 20 dollars check hitting my account is that gonna clear tonight or is that more of a tomorrow next week kind of thing
0: um i'm having an issue with I my figure, bank damn. they're saying like there's like an insufficient balance oh, or yeah. something it, it was something that you know happened on their end um i think really? it might. Yeah, we should be good by, like, Monday, I think. Actually, Monday is a holiday, so Tuesday of next week. Is that all right?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, but sure. Uh, You know, honestly, though, I do appreciate it. I think uh, a lot of potential here, and uh, I love the show name. uh, I think you got great questions, and I'm happy I could be the person to help you iron them out. And I definitely think at some point, whether it's your next one or a future one, you should do it interviewing yourself with these exact questions so that everyone can learn a little bit more about you. But yeah, thank you for having me. It was a great time.
0: I appreciate it. And I wish I added this in the beginning. I don't know how many people actually watch will watch this whole podcast, but thank you for the logo to Vendor Thoughts. Oh, yeah. at- Coming up with the name, like, seriously, thank you so much. You did create the logo. Matt is a great graphic designer. Anyone out there who needs graphic design, hit him up. Very expensive. Um, I'm in a lot of with him already. That's why he's getting a McLaren because I owe him like half a million dollars. So At least, yes. Thank you, bro. Thank you for coming thank you, on. Thank you.